Welcome to Smart Finance 360, the podcast where money matters meet innovative thinking. Every week, we dive deep into the world of finance, exploring trends, debunking myths, and bringing you the latest insights from industry experts. Whether you're a seasoned investor, a financial newbie, or somewhere in between, this is your go-to source for becoming financially savvy. Welcome to another episode of Smart Finance 360. I got Mike Manfrey, you call him the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time nutritionist. He does such great, you know, great meal plans for clients. And I think this is so important financially as well because there's so many hidden costs by not using a nutritionist. So we're going to dive in and ask him many questions here. If you want to listen to this episode and you want to get better every single day with your, you know, personal goals, with your weight, Maybe you just want to be healthier. This is the episode for you. So, Mike, dude, thanks for thanks for being on this. I appreciate you having me. Thanks. Um, I mean, you've been doing this a long time, and you got the most Google reviews in the state of Utah, and now you've taken your your business nationwide, and you're just crushing it. You mentioned you meet with how many clients a week? I see about 112 right now. Right. So you're seeing a we- lot of clients. You're busy. Of course. Um, tell me kind of the journey of how you got into being a nutritionist. Sure, sure. You don't just grow up and say, I want to be a nutritionist. How did this kind of come to fruition yeah. for you? Um, that's a great question. So I, I appreciate you having me on, by the way. So um, so I started off as uh, in law enforcement. I was 21 years old. And actually, it's funny. Me and my buddy went to apply at the sheriff's office as a joke. Really? We're like, let's just see if we get it. I was actually 20 years old. Just see if we can be, become Let's cop. just see. That'd be cool, right? And so we did it. I got the job. He didn't. <laughs> he had some background stuff, some background issues, right? Um, but yeah, so I applied. I got the job. This is 2006. Um, I went through the academy. And it made me grow up really quick. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I bet. You're 21 years old. You get a, you get a badge. It's it's pretty interesting. You have to grow up quickly. And so I did that. Messing around. Like you're. No, I mean, you're. There. You're, yeah, you're growing with grown folks. And you're 21 years old, right? It's kind of scary. So I did that, um, and I loved it. I just, it, the pay wasn't, it wasn't good enough for me, right? And it's a commendable job, and I, a lot of my friends are still doing this job. Um, I would say unfortunately, but they love it. And so I did it for seven years. So if we backtrack my journey, five years into law enforcement, I wanted to do a bodybuilding show. And my buddy at the time, um, I was also a personal trainer at the time because I, cops didn't make enough money and so side hustle for something i needed a side hustle absolutely to, to supplement my income so i was already a trainer at the time and my, my buddy said hey go see this guy that does nutrition and i was like that sounds great i mean he tells me what to eat that sounds amazing so um i went and seen him and i remember sitting in his office day one and i was like dude this is unreal you get to tell me what to eat how much to have you lay out the blueprint for me and i know how much i'm paying you <laughs> for these 30 minute appointments, right? How do I get on your level? You know, and that was my first, um, I guess I opened a room like, okay, if I can get a mentor and kind of see the ways of what he's doing to teach me, I can maybe do what he's doing. Yeah. And I always push for people get a mentor. It's so important. And I didn't realize he was going to be, become my mentor and he did. And so I said, I do, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll shine your shoes. I'll, I'll empty the trash out. I'll go get your laundry. You tell me, what do I have to do to be you? Yeah. Right. And so, and I was already five years in, in law enforcement. I was already starting to kind of not like the job anymore. I just knew it wasn't for me. It's got a little stagnant. Yeah. just, I just, I was looking at people that were growing as far as they were making more money and I was working bad hours and it just wasn't for me. So, um, I sent his office. I said, Hey, tell me what I have to do 
to be you. And so he brought me on board. You know, he, he kind of took me under his wing. And I remember working still at the sheriff's office at the time. Uh, and then after I was done with work, I would go in his office and just sit with him for four or five hours with clients and just kind of shadow him. And I did that for almost a year. Right? I was basically working two jobs. Him, two jobs with one pay. Yeah. With one pay. That's with one pay. It was just all day. I had my normal day job and I'd go see him, you know, four or five hours and kind of hang out with him and see the process. And so, you know, I always tell a lot of people that want to do what I do is I'm like, you got to pay your dues, right? I paid my, for a year, I didn't collect another paycheck, right? It was just two jobs with one pay. So I did that for about a year. He finally said, okay, I think you're ready. Start seeing some clients. And, um, I started seeing clients. I was really nervous and, you know, um, yeah, it's a very vulnerable process for them probably. Absolutely. And I figured, well, who's going to listen to me? Like I'm brand new, you know, who's going to, who's going to take me seriously? Even if you look good, I didn't really know the verbiage of what to really tell people, even though I, I seen him for a year kind of doing it. But once you're in the driver's seat, <laughs> it makes different. it a little, little, little different, right? And then just sitting on a couch and watching. Oh, yeah. So um, anyway, so I told him, I said, I can, I, unless I make enough money, I can't just quit my day job. I still have bills like everybody else. So um, two years later, I ended up quitting. And so now we're, we're fast forwarding. This is, that was 2011. Now 2013 rolls around and I, and I, July 3rd of 2013, this is the day I walked in, quit and I never looked back. Right. And then, so that was actually I had my 10 year anniversary of being my own, you know, yeah. being my own boss, yeah, basically. Congratulations. It was pretty incredible. I remember that first day leaving going, okay, I'm never going to come back. I'm just never going to go back to a W2 job. I'm, I'm over it. I'm not going to do it anymore. This has to work. There's no plan B. When you don't have a plan B, it's crazy. I had the similar experience where I had my back against the wall. It was like, listen, like if this doesn't work out, I it's over. I don't know where what to do. It's basically, I, no, it, I'm just going to start over anyway. Of course. So basically, there was only one option. Either start now or you're going to start over anyway. Yep. And yep. so that that's really cool. And you're, you're absolutely crushing it right now. One of the top nutritionists I've seen. What was kind of the difference that you saw? Because you said for a while you were a um, physical trainer. Sure. What was kind of the difference that made you kind of switch from physical trainer to nutritionist? Well, yeah. And so I realized when I was training clients in the gym, their results weren't that good, right? We would train three, four days a week, what I call sweat equity, right? We're going to get equity out of the sweat. We're killing it. I'm there. I know they're putting in work for the hour. We do that three, four days a week. After a month, I'm like, not seeing what I want to kind of look the same, dude. Yeah. Right. What are we doing wrong? I didn't really understand. And that was actually even before I even started nutrition coaching. Right. This was back yeah. in 04, 05, 06. I was only 21, 22 years old. That's see them put the time in the gym. They're sweating their ass off. I just didn't like, get it. What is going on? I had no clue about, you know, as far as nutrition coaching went. So I was very uh, confused at that. And then once I realized nutrition's 75% of your results, right, what you're putting in your body is way more important than what you're doing in the gym. Um, once I learned that process by having a mentor and kind of learning through and seeing, wow, your clients have amazing results. They don't even work out. Yeah. Right. You got some people that are working out two days a week and they're killing it versus my clients working out four or five days a week and they were eating horribly and the results you were not. The results switch from nutrition's key. And then on top of it, yeah, you're bulletproof. So Talking about this, your meal plans are phenomenal, and obviously we're not going to go into detail about the meal plans, but I want to talk about the cost efficiency there because this is a finance podcast. I think having a nutritionist should be in your financial circle, absolutely. Tell me first about kind of what you do with the meal plan as far as just how the process works yeah, for the client. Yeah, so people are so confused when it comes to nutrition, right? 100%. 
I've heard of some people saying, well, I'm just going to eat two meals a day. And can I get enough protein in those two meals? I'm going to fast. Yeah, I'm going to fast. And I always tell people there is not a bad diet out there, but it's, there's bad diets out for certain people. Like keto is horrible. I'm the biggest keto hater out there. It's okay. Try it. I have a few clients on keto and they kill it. So I always tell people, don't ask what's the right diet. Ask what's the right diet for me. Ooh, I like that. That's crucial, right? Just because Cindy from accounting killed on keto doesn't mean you're going to do it as well and kill it, right? Yeah. And so it has to really fit your lifestyle. And so ask yourself one question. If I'm going to follow a diet, can I do this the rest of my life? If the answer is no, then don't even start it. Don't do it. Right? It's going to be a waste of your time, your money, your energy. And so when I sit down with somebody as far as meal planning, I'm asking them questions, right? Yeah. What do you like? What don't you like? What's your lifestyle like? How active are you? Right? Yeah, are you, you like cheese? You're not going to try to put that in their course. diet. You don't want to... That's not going to be a lifestyle, right? You're going to wake up every day wanting to eat cottage cheese if you don't like it. Yeah. It might grow on you a little bit, but you know, are you a construction worker? Or are you sitting down all day? These things matter when you're meal planning, and so you really have to ask questions. And a lot of a lot of coaches out there right now are not asking the right questions. Yeah, they just kind of have a basic meal plan that fits. Yeah, it's great. You can eat healthy and everyone can kind of stick to some sort of same meal plan as long as it's healthy. And it's, a, you know, it's better than eating out. But the thing I like about you is the tricks too. you had tricks to the trade on buy this instead of this, buy that instead of this. Of Here's course. something you do to make this a little more tasting, but, you know, taste better. Yes. It's not going to, it's not going to affect your calorie intake. Yeah. Uh, it's all about alternatives. Like instead of eat this, right, consume this. Instead of having, you know, Doritos at night, maybe have Quest chips. Yeah, have protein I chips, that, that kind of stuff, right? That kind of stuff you had. And you also even had like, hey, instead of this brand, this exact same brand, but it's cheaper. So you can save money by of going course. to a nutritionist who knows all the brands, knows all the pricing, knows yeah. all the nutritional facts there. So with eating out versus having a nutrition meal plan, tell me overall what the cost breakdown, I guarantee it, if you use a nutritionist, you're going to save way more money than just eating out every day. I mean, how much does eating out cost? It's a lot. Uh, Chick-fil-A just went up. I mean, go to Chick-fil-A. It's going to be like 12, 13, 14 bucks, just a meal. I took me, my wife, my two kids who didn't need anything. So it was really just me and my wife <laughs> at like, uh, what's that? Aubergine. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, yep. It was like $43, bro, for two salads. Yeah. I was like, what's the world coming to right now? This is, this is wild. Yeah. Right. And I could go spend $70 in healthy groceries for the week. So really it's very cost effective. Um, hiring a coach. But more importantly, I'll tell you this, and I tell this to everybody that hires me. Even if it costs you five grand, ten grand to hire a coach. Doesn't matter the yeah. Doesn't matter the price, because it's just paper. But you sitting in a hospital bed, you will not be happy you save five grand. Right? When you're sitting in a hospital bed and you're sick, you will not go, hey honey, we still have that five grand in our account. You will not care. You because won't. you didn't take care of your health. Yeah. That will not be on your mind how much is in your savings account when you're sick. And so you really have to prioritize your health and spend money on an, investing in your health with the right coach. I'm not saying you can't do it on your own, but if you're already 40 years old and you still look the same, hire somebody. Yeah. You can't do it on your own. You can't. It's right. You know, I, I feel like after that, you're, we're just, we're creatures of habit. Right. And of course. if you're, I'm 35, I'm going to do the same thing I've always done. Usually, yep. you know, sometimes having a coach helps you. I am under this is just my philosophy. I think you should have a CPA, a financial advisor, a mortgage loan advisor, obviously, a nutritionist. Um, you should have a uh, what's uh, what's more in the financial circle as far as uh, insurance agent stuff like that. You should have a really good tight knit team. Yeah, and I think a nutritionist is one that's not historically in that circle. 
I think it should be mandatory. I think it should be in there equally with a financial advisor because they're hand in hand. I think a financial advisor and a nutritionist could really feed off each other and help each other because yes, he's, this financial advisor's handling your money, but the nutritionist is handling the most important commodity, your body. Your body. It's way more important than money. Yes. Your health. We get one body, right? It's, it, paper, is, it's, it's irreplaceable. It's, it's, it's replaceable. Your body's not, it's not replaceable at all. Um, and you even look at, look at the schools right now. They're not teaching the right finances at all no. in schools. I mean, I got taught horrible information in high school. Yeah, Nutrition, forget about it. I mean, they're not yeah, teaching what, any. Reds? Oh, my gosh, dude. I mean, it's just so those two things financially and nutritionally, they need to be better in schools as well as we're coming up. Right. Schools are just almost like there for us to fail. I mean, it's just we're not learning what we should be learning. The great educational thing I learned from you was. I actually, when I was on my meal plan, and I still use those meal plans to oh, this cool. day, by the yes. way, in my grocery shopping. I love hearing that, yeah. I do. They're phenomenal, man. Yeah. They, they're awesome. Um, but uh, the thing I'm missing, though, is accountability. I yep. miss having accountability from you. Um, but having the meal plans, I ate more carbs when I was doing those meal plans than I ever did in my life and lost way more weight than I ever did. It's crazy yeah. that people don't understand, like you said, you know, you have to go just keto to lose weight. Tell us a little bit about what your philosophy is on that because I did have carbs, good carbs, but I had carbs. Yeah, and I lost weight. Ninety percent of people should be eating carbs to lose fat, right? There's ten percent where you can talk about certain issues and medical issues. That's fine. Yeah. I'll say because if I say hundred percent, you're gonna get people on here that are gonna be hating on me. Ninety <laughs> percent of people yeah. should be consuming carbs to lose fat. Still, it's about timing of carbs. It's about the right type of carbs, right? This is where people fail. You know, or, you know, don't eat past a certain time. Like, dude, if you eat a string cheese before bed, you will not get fatter. Yeah. I promise you, right? You're going to be a fine buddy. If you have, uh, you know, some cottage cheese before bed or, or a Greek yogurt before bed, you will not wake up fatter the next day. Yeah. Okay. It's about what you're consuming before bed and timing throughout the day. When is the biggest person or when is, when is the biggest meal that the average American has uh, for, their, for their day? When do you think that is? I think it's dinner. Dinner time. 100%. People are missing breakfast for the most part because they're rushing. Lunchtime, they might be eating something somewhat healthy. They're getting some type of chicken salad with, you know, 74 grams of ranch dressing. So good job on that, right? <laughs> That's awesome. But they think they're doing good. Their biggest meal is with their family at night, right? Which contains what? Carbohydrates. A lot of carbs. Of course. And so they're eating all these carbs at night, too many carbs, probably the wrong type of carbohydrates, and they're getting fatter every day. Right. And so now the misconception is, well, oh, I, have, I have tons of carbs at night. That's probably why I'm gaining fat. No, it's because you're eating too many carbs at night, the wrong type of carbs. Right. And you're probably starving at dinner time because you're, yeah. you're starving yourself throughout the day. Most of us are. So you're super crazy at night. So it's just a matter of learning. This is where people fail. They just don't. It's a lack of knowledge when it comes to nutrition. It's just you don't know what you're doing. Let me teach you. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is you, we have no idea. Like this I is where nutrition coaches come in. Let me just teach you, right? You have something craving that's salt or sugar. What do I do? Yeah. And that's kind of the things I think people miss out on. And like, oh, I, I, I crave sugar. I'm going to go straight to the, the, the pantry. And yes. oh, there's this, has, you know, a sugar granola bar, whatever. It's healthy enough. But if I would have just asked you, you can give me, take this instead of that. And I promise you, your cravings will go away. Knowledge is king. Yeah. Once you learn what to eat, how much to have, when to eat it you can be on top of the world, right? It's so you just got to have to really, and that's where a mentor, like a coach comes in. 
right? And so, I mean, you had a mentor coming into the, the mortgage business, Absolutely, right? Yeah. You didn't do this on your own. No, you have to learn. I mean, I would, yeah. same as you, I'd just be listening. I was making 12 bucks an hour as a processor at 25, 26 years. Sure. I didn't care. I wanted to learn. Of course. You know, and, and then 12 bucks an hour, that's not much. Trust me, I had two kids too, but I knew I would learn and be able to do this on my own and go out and kill it. Yep. But uh, yeah, that was that was one of the situations where I was like, no, I don't care if this is basically no pay and I have a degree and you know I know I'm a killer. It's the knowledge of that piece and understanding how to do a bunch of different things throughout the process. Now I know A through Z. So not only do I know the loan officer side, I know the processing side, the closing side, servicing side, all these other aspects because I had good mentors. And good I mentors are crucial. And you making 12 bucks an hour knowing there's a light at the end of the tunnel yes. as far as where you're going to be in the next five years while you're making 12 bucks an hour is also is also crucial. Right. And so even with my clients, even when you're anyone out there trying to lose weight, you have to take it a pound at a time. Yeah. Right. Oh, I only lost one pound of fat this week. That's 52 pounds in a year, dude. That's, that's phenomenal. You know what 52 pounds of fat looks like in one year. You can change your whole life. I right? think you had a thing on your desk. Of a I did. Pound of, it was a pound yeah. of fat. It's one pound of fat. And I have it five pounds of fat. See how big it looks. It's insane. It's nuts. Imagine having that just off your stomach or off your body. So yep. how have you seen any cool story or sorry, let me re rephrase this question. What have you seen any cool stories as far as clients, any, any really cool stories you could tell us that stood out to you in the past? I know you have thousands. You have to say, is this a 12 hour podcast? Yeah, yeah I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gosh, there's so many of them. I mean, the cool story that I have is not just one particular person. It's just people in general, like knowing someone's coming in regardless of the weight loss they want or muscle build, seeing them slowly change every week, not physically, but more mentally. That's the coolest part about yeah. this, right? Or when someone goes, I've had heartburn for 20 years and now it's gone and it's been only eight weeks on the program. Like this is wild, right? That kind of stuff. You know, I've had a CPAP machine for 15 years and now it's gone and I've been on the program for three months. That kind of stuff is way more important to me than just a number on the scale. So when you hear that kind of stuff, yeah, you know, cool. internally, internal health, you know, um, it's pretty awesome stuff, right? That's, so yeah, there's not just one story. I mean, you know, I've had clients lose 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 300, 300 pounds. That takes, that takes four years. Yeah. Right, and that's a cool story. And there's probably so many health issues that are, that are going away now because they're losing all that weight. But it's more about health than, than fat loss. Seeing the health, seeing the change, that probably it's just a completely different person. Like you could be blind and you could just be listening and it's so different from when they walked in compared to when yep. they walked out. It's just transforming and evolving your mindset. Yeah. I right? Think. That's why if you go have surgery, you know, because you want to lose 100 pounds, that's great and you probably look better and maybe you are healthier. But that didn't change your mindset. No. So this is why most people that get surgery, weight loss surgery, they gain it back within five years. Because their mindset wasn't changed, right? Just like winning the lottery. If you are financially literate and you win $10 million, you're probably going to be broke in five years. Yeah. Because yeah. you, yeah. you don't know how money works. Historically, that's how it works. You don't know how money works. Even the, look at these athletes. They come into all this money and they're, they're broke in 10 years because they didn't have anyone tell them how money works. Yeah. I mean, right? when you never know how money works and all of a sudden you have millions of dollars on your plate, you're going to do what you always did. Yep. You're going to go and spend it. Do whatever you can to... You know, get rid of it. Yeah. That's what you did in the past. And that's when people also have weight loss surgery. They, their mindset's not changed, so they're still going to eat the same way. They don't know any other way. Yeah. Right? I think, I think so, the discipline piece here is, is pretty incredible because you see that they, they're they being held accountable and they're coming every week and they're starting to see progress. Yes. When they see the progress there, do you kind of see a mental shift halfway through the program with the, some of these people where you're like, oh, this is happening? Oh, yeah. I, I have seen mental shifts within two weeks. That's incredible. 
it's unreal because I'm trying to let them know progress is slow, real progress. It's not the, it's not the quick fix like people want. Um, and they're doing it the most sustainable, healthy way they ever will. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what matters the most. I tell them, hey, even if this doesn't work, what else are you going to do? If I'm feeding you protein, carbs, fats in almost every meal, you're getting a well-balanced meal plan. If this doesn't work, what's left? Yeah. Really, what's left? I tell them all the time, and, and it makes them go, you know what? You're right. So if I have a bad week, it is what it is, right? Or if they yeah. come in, they go, oh, I'm not down that much. I'm like, but what else are you going to do? If you're not down that much eating clean, what's next? Yeah. Right? So just trust the process and eat the best you can, and that's the best you can do. Yep. Right? It's not about being a 10. Don't be a 10. I tell this people all the time. Seven or eight. Yeah, give me 70%. Yeah. Give me a C- minus on your food. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The last two years, probably my diet and my workouts, I'm probably at a B. But mm-hmm. the fact that I'm at a B and I'm consistent and I'm disciplined – I'm I'm in like I'm kind of in a maintain fo- phase. Like I, if I want to do a show, it would only take me about three months. Yeah, at all times because I understand the cadence of the discipline, the meal planning, yes, the working out. I work out about three four days a week, um, but I'm a little more strict on my nutrition side than I am on the working out side. But if I want to ramp it up, I know I already know how to ramp it up. But I've noticed it's crazy that I thought in the past, ah, if I don't work out seven days a week like I used to, I'm gonna lose it all. It's, I'm I'm losing it all. It's not, not really. happening. But then I've noticed that, hey, look, don't beat, your, don't beat yourself up too much. If you can get there three days a week with my busy schedule, I'm winning, and I get about three or four a week. Of course. And I've noticed if I could just do the nutrition plan, and the biggest thing I think from the nutrition plan that I've learned from you is I'm not eating three meals a day. I'm eating little meals throughout the entire day. So, yes. you know, whether it be just, you know, I got meat and cheese here with some cottage cheese. I'm going to scarf this at 2 o'clock. Then at 3.30, I'm eating something else. It's just something throughout the day for my mind as far as my mindset goes, is like, I just know, oh, I'm not eating three meals a day. Yeah. I'm not eating two meals a day. I'm eating throughout the day. So um, it's just been great mental shift for me to realize that I'm fueling my body. And I think the biggest thing I wanted to take working with you has been, I enjoyed the food, the meal plans you gave me. I loved eating again. I had a better, healthier relationship mm-hmm. with food and how I eat. So yeah, um, it's more about being, instead of occasionally perfect, yeah. it's about being consistently good. Yes. Right? Yes. Don't let perfect get in the way of good. So. A 10 once in a while is cool, but if you're not a 10 consistently, it's not going to – all or nothing fails. Yes. If you're an all or nothing, you're most likely going to fail. Oh, 100%. Right? Just give me – I'm telling you, 70% is a – what's 70% on the test? C minus? Yeah. So almost an F? What's yeah. an F? 65%? Yeah. So, okay. So, actually, let's be a D minus on your food, which is 70%, and you'll still have results. That's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, think about like that. Yes. If you can't be a D minus on your food, bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Right? Yeah, bye, Felicia. You can't even give me a D minus. You don't want it that bad. Yeah. Right? I mean, gosh. So if you can give me a D minus on your food, give me 70%, and you're going to have some 20% days. Yeah. That's part of life, right? Just consistency but on that. As long as you're more good days than bad. So give me a D minus on your food. I love that. Well, we got to wrap this up real quick. So the biggest thing I wanted to get at the end is call to action. I say follow Mike Manfrey. How can we get a hold of you for people listening to this? Tell us kind of your your, your social media handles, yeah. online, stuff like that. Um, social media, Instagram is at Mike Manfrey underscore. Um, someone took at Mike Manfrey, and he doesn't even use his uh, Instagram. You're hearing this right now. <laughs> I've reached out to him like 10 times. I'm like, can I buy this from you? Please. He doesn't even respond. He doesn't even post anything. So at Mike Manfrey underscore. Um, YouTube, same thing at Mike Manfrey. Um, I'm on, uh, TikTok. 
Yeah. So it's all Mike Manfrey. So M-A-N-F-R-E. But yeah, it's amazing. I'm always posting stuff on there. Just client results, right? Yep. Even just posting client results, well, you do. it motivates other people. Yes. Like, wow, if this person can do it and lose 100 pounds, why can't I? Right? And so that's really what I'm, I'm targeting is just showing people it can be possible doing it the right way. And you can eat carbs every meal of the day for the most part and lose fat. I love it. Reach out to Mike. He is phenomenal. I've seen personal results from him. Many people are referred to him, have seen results. He's the top nutritionist in Utah. Absolutely crushing it. Dude, yeah. thanks for being on. Dude, thanks for having me. You're, good, You're amazing.